Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Exodus chapter 2, reading from verse number 5. The Bible says, In Shushan, the citadel, where there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Kish, a Benjamin. Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's uh, daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So it was, when the king's command and decree were heard, and when many young women were gathered at Shushan the citadel, under the custody of Haggai, that Esther also was taken to the king's palace into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. So he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her allowance. Then seven choice men servants were provided for her from the king's palace. And he moved her and her many servant to the best palace in the house of the women. Now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihar, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Agai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to the king Dehasuerus, into his royal palace, in the tenth month, which is the month of Tibet, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of virtue. So the Bible is basically telling us here, there was a particular girl who had no chance whatsoever, no matter how beautiful she was, she was competing with thousands of young ladies for the particular position of the king. And if you read that particular chapter, you will go into the king and you will leave the following day. And if the king remembers your name and calls you back, that is the only time you have favor. But the Bible says that the favor of the Almighty God followed this lady, followed this girl, right from the very minute she stepped into that particular parlor. Right from the very minute they started that particular beauty pageant, because this was the first beauty pageant all the ladies came out. And as soon as she came in, she had favor. Even the person who was supposed to prepare them had favor upon her. And the Bible makes us to understand that there is something about the king's favor that you must understand. 
This verse of the scripture that we have read, this passage of the scripture tells us a little things about the nature of the king's favor. The first thing you will notice is that the nature of the king's favor is unmerited. In other words, there is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can say. Esther did not do anything. All she had to do was just to appear in the presence of the king and she obtained favor. The second thing you will notice about the king's favor is that the king's favor is at the king's pleasure. The king's favor is at his own pleasure. In other words, the king shows favor to who he wants to show favor to. If he decides not to show you favor, there's nothing you can do. All the ladies that came, they cannot do anything to the king. If the king says, I don't like you, he doesn't like you. It's as simple as that. So the king's favor is at the king's pleasure. Number three, the king's favor is a favor that promotes. The Bible makes us to understand that Esther was an orphan girl that the uncle now decided to call his own daughter out of a hundred no out of all the myriads of women that were in the 127 province from india to ethiopia because that was how big the empire or the the province of king hazarus was 127 provinces you bring out one orphan girl and that girl all of a sudden became the queen that tells you the favor of the king upon your life brings you promotion regardless of how many people are involved Regardless of what the competition looks like, when the favor of the king is upon your life, it lifts you up. It promotes you. Number four, the king's favor is not, not only promote, the king's favor transforms an individual. The king's favor transforms an individual. The favor of Ahasuerus instantly transformed the life of Esther. Esther was a beautiful girl. But she was an orphan. But as soon as the favor of the king was extended unto her, an orphan was instantaneously transformed to a queen. Instantaneously. The favor of the almighty God. That is what is able to do for you. No matter how long you have been in a situation. No matter how long the circumstances have endured in your life. As soon as the favor of God shows up, it transforms your situation. It's not any magic. It's the favor of the almighty God. Number five, the favor of the Almighty God also elevates. The favor of the Almighty God takes you from the level where you are and places you where you are supposed to be. Bible makes us to understand that Esther was a beautiful woman. A beautiful woman. But you see there, my brothers and sisters, there's a difference between a beautiful woman and a beautiful queen. Two different things. Yes, a lot of people say yes, this is a, but when they see a beautiful queen, there's a different story. The Bible makes you understand that, that the king's favor elevated Esther's beauty to a different level. And that is why the same thing, anything that is in your life, your skill, your natural attribute, your natural ability, your natural skills and your talent, when the king's favor is upon it, it's taken to a different level. And that is why you see the same people in the same profession. One is speaking to, you know, one is speaking to just ordinary people while also other people is speaking to kings. The Bible makes us to understand that Joseph had the gift of the interpretation of dreams. He had the gifts of administration. But at one point in time before the favor of the Almighty God was extended and multiplied in his life, he had the favor of God. But there was a favor that operated at the level of Potiphar. There was a favor that operated at the level of the prison guard. But there's another favor that operates at the level of Pharaoh, at the level of kings. There was a particular interpretation of dreams that were given to butlers, that was given to the, the bakers. But there's another level of interpretation that is given to interpret dreams for kings. 
When you interpret dreams for butlers and bakers, you get the le- you get the reward of a butler and a baker. When you interpret dreams for kings, you get the reward of a king. When the favor of God operates in your life, it takes you to a new level. That is what was happening in the life of Esther. The favor of the king elevated the life of Esther. And that is why when God is about to bless an individual, when God is about to move you to the next level, he pours his favor over your life. And that is why you, when you talk, it appears as if you are the only one who knows how to talk. When you do a business, it appears as if you are the only one who knows how to do the business. When you go somewhere, they will not do anything unless they see you. The Bible said the favor of the Almighty God was upon the life of David, such that when they paraded other people in front of Samuel, Samuel said, we are not going to sit down until this boy shows up. What was so special about David? Nothing. Just the favor of the Almighty God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 44, Psalm 44, reading from verse number 3. The psalmist was recounting how Israel occupied the promised land. And he summarized this in verse number 3. The psalmist said, For they did not for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword. In other words, Israel did not occupy the promised land by their own sword. Nor did their arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance. Why? Because... You favored them. Not because they were many. Not because they were strong. Not because they were powerful. Not because even they were the most like set of people. These guys were so annoying that God himself wanted to wipe them out. They were so annoying that every time God looks at these people, I'm not sure I've not made a mistake about these people. You will scratch your head and just wonder. But the Bible says that they were able to occupy the land. Not because they were strong. Not because of their number. Not because of their military mind. Not because of their military strategy. But because Israel occupied the promised land because of the favor of God. And the same thing, my brothers and sisters, how far you are going to travel, the places you are going to get to, the people that you are going to meet, the position that you are going to occupy is a function of the favor of God upon your life. Because the favor of God separates two individuals. The favor of the Almighty God is what moves you ahead. The favor of the Almighty God is what sets you apart. The favor of the Almighty God is when people, things are happening, it doesn't come near you. The Bible says a thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand side, but it will not come near you. Why? Is it because you are special or because you know how to dodge? No! It is the favor of the Almighty God upon your life. The question then is, what is this thing called favor? What is this thing called favor? Quickly, favor is gaining approval. Favor is gaining acceptance. Favor is enjoying special benefits and special blessings. Favor is when you enjoy exceptional kindness or extra kindness in comparison to other people. Favor is when you enjoy what is called preferential treatment. They are giving other people one slice of bread, they give you a whole loaf. They are blessing other people with a dollar, they're giving you a thousand. People are not, people are being questioned before they enter somewhere, your own, your, the path is open for you and you are given a special place. You are given preferential treatment. That is what favor is all about. When we talk about God's favor, I'm talking about God showing you preferential treatment compared to the rest of the world. God showing you a level of kindness that is not common to everybody. And the Lord Almighty describes how he does it, why he does it. Look at the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, reading from verse number 17, the Bible says, And those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. 
And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. In other words, people who are related to the Almighty God, people who are connected with the Almighty God, there is a book of remembrance that God has written concerning them. The Bible now says in verse number 17, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my jewel, I will spare them as a man spare his son who serves him. In other words, when judgment is coming upon the world, when other people are enjoying the work of their hand, the Bible says that God already already called his own people. The people who are called by his name, the people who relate to him, he said, I will spare them like a man spares his own son. Now look at verse number 18. Then you shall discern, then you can know, then you can recognize between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve God. In other words, I, the way I deal with these people, the way I deal with the people who call my name, the way I deal with the people who are connected with me, the whole world will begin to see a pattern that I make a difference between those who serve me and those who do not. That's, the, that's what the Lord Almighty does. A preferential treatment for those who walk with the Almighty God. In other words, the Bible is saying, God makes a difference between those who serve Him and those who do not. And that is to say, God shows preferential treatment in your favor, in my favor. The Bible also refers to favor as grace. And we all know what grace is. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. In Genesis chapter 6, reading from verse number 8, the Bible says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Which means Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. When the whole world was about to be destroyed, Noah was spared. Why? Because of the grace of God upon his life. Because of the favor of God that he enjoyed. So favor is the grace of God. It is the unmerited kindness of God upon your life. It is your merited goodness of God in your life. It is your merited blessings of God upon the life of an individual who enjoy it. Now, because favor is the grace of God upon your life, my brothers and sisters, it is the best thing. One of the best things after salvation that you can enjoy. The favor of God is the best gift that you can ask or receive from the Almighty God. One of the best packages that come with salvation. The question then is, why is favor the best gifts? Why is it the best gift that you can get from God? Number one reason is because it is unmerited. If it is based on what we can do, many of us sitting down here will not qualify for the favor of God. So if it is based on what we are doing, many of us will not get it. But the favor of God is beautiful because it's unmerited. It is not what you do. It is not because how righteous we are. It's not, we cannot earn the favor of the Almighty God. It is unmerited. That is why it's the best gift. Number two, it is the best gift because it rests on the faithfulness of the Almighty God. When the Almighty God pronounces favor upon you, He's a faithful God. He will do it. Not only that, the favor of the Almighty God is the best gift that you can get because it draws on the resources of heaven which is unlimited. So when the Lord said, I will bless you, it means I will bless you. When the Lord said, I will protect you, it means I will protect you. If the Lord is guarding your house, that's why somebody like Peter can fall asleep in the middle of a prison. That is because he understands the favor of the Almighty God that it draws on the resources of heaven. And that's why believers, as a believer, you need the favor of God. 
I need the favor of God. The work of your hand needs the favor of God. The blessings of heaven upon your life needs the favor of God for you to be able to move forward. The question is, if God's favor is unmerited, how do you now attract that favor into your life? Because that's what is important. Attracting that favor into your life. How do you now attract that favor into your life? My brothers and sisters, you attract the favor of God into your life when you connect or reconnect back to the Almighty God. Salvation is the key to obtaining the favor of God. The Bible says that God is angry with sinner every day. Do you show favor to the people that you are angry with? Of course not. The idea is that salvation is the key to obtaining the favor of God. And if you want to enjoy the favor of God, you need to connect with God if you have not yet been connected. Or you need to reconnect if you have been connected before and you have disconnected yourself. So you need to connect back to the Almighty God if you want to enjoy the favor of the Almighty God. The Bible says, For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor thou will encompass him with a shield. Look at the key word there. Thou will bless the righteous. So in other words, if you are not righteous, forget about the blessings of God and the favor of the Almighty God. Number two, how do you attract the blessings? Attract the favor of God. You attract the favor of God when you take pleasure in the things of God. True commitment. When you take pleasure in the things of God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 102 verse 12. He said, but thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yet the set time is come. Look at verse number 14. For thy servant take pleasure in her stone and favor the dust thereof. In other words, Zion, being a child of God, lost the things of God so much that it takes pleasure just being in the presence of the Almighty God. And that's what David was saying. He said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Almighty God. You attract the favor of God when you are committed to the things of God. When you take pleasure in the things of God. Number three, you attract the favor of the Almighty God. When you ask God for God's favor into your life. And that is what happened to a man called Jabez. The Bible says in First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10, it says, and Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, O thou that will bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, that your hand might be with me and that thou would keep me from the evil and it may be that it may not grieve me and the lord granted him that which he requested if you want the favor of the almighty god just ask him lord pour your favor upon my life and things turn around how do you attract the favor of god in your life number four you attract the favor of the almighty god upon your life by sacrificing precious things for the sake of the kingdom of god in other words by willingly the willingness to give up Things just to be able to see the kingdom of God moving forward. In other words, by sowing into the life of an individual the time that you don't have, by sowing the resources that you do not have, by sowing the talent that is precious unto you, sowing sacrificial offering into the things of the Almighty God. That is how you attract the blessings of God. Can you imagine somebody who you are servicing or you are helping or you are ministering to, and that person knows that you don't have the time. He knows that you are very busy, but you take the time to be able to help them or to help their sons or their daughter at the end of the day if that person has the opportunity to bless you do you think they are going to think twice no they are going to release that blessing because you have already given away giving yourself to that particular individual in other words when you give your sacrifice when you present a sacrifice to the almighty god something that costs you something the lord cannot ignore it he attracts it attracts the blessings and the, the favor of your almighty god Number five, we attract the blessings of God when we sow seeds of favor into the lives of other people. In other words, you sow seeds 
of favor and then you get the favor back. In other words, it doesn't mean that you are biased, it just means that you are you are investing into the particular into the kingdom of God. And then number six, you attract the favor of God when you know how to show gratitude. There are a lot of people that when you do things for them, they don't even know how to say thank you. And if you don't know how to say thank you, how do you motivate the person to bless you next time? They act as if they are entitled to it. That they are owed whatever you do. And when you do that to one person, you do that to an individual once, you do it the second time, the third time they say, keep yourself. But the same thing with the Almighty God. When you give thanks to the Almighty God, you open up the windows of heaven to bring down the favor of God upon your life. Gratitude is a way of opening the door to God's favor upon your life. And then finally, you attract the favor of the Almighty God when you encounter the word of God. There is a time when the Lord Almighty sends a word out. If you connect with that word and you act in accordance with that word, you will find out that things begin to fall in pleasant places for you. There are times when the word comes from the pulpit or the word comes from the word of God or the word comes through prophetic utterance. When you, con- when you encounter that word and you connect with that word and you receive the word and you act on the word, you see the favor of the Almighty God works in your behalf. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Hosea chapter 12, reading from verse number 13, it says, By a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. By a prophet, he preserved them. In other words, the words that came out of the word of the from the mouth of the Almighty God was what brought them. I say, You shall be delivered, and that was it. Until the time comes, until this word came, the word of the Lord tried him. That's Psalm 105, verse 19. The word of God, when you encounter that word that is alive, that is the rema for you at that time, and you obey that word, you see the heavens open on your behalf. So, those are the way you attract the favor of God. The question then is, what happens to the life that is filled with the favor of the Almighty God? When you see a person that says, I enjoy the favor of God, what do you see in that life? The first thing you see is the miraculous provision and protection. The Bible tells us of a story of a man called Nehemiah. Nehemiah was interested in building the walls of Jerusalem. And the Bible says he was standing, was a butler in the presence of the king. And he found favor. And the king now made provision and protection for him as he went to Jerusalem to be able to build the wall. When there's favor in your life, you will see divine promotion and restoration. Divine promotion and restoration. You see a man like Joseph. The favor of the Almighty God was upon him. The Bible says everywhere Joseph went, the favor of God was with him. That whatever he laid his hands upon prosper. The promotion and restoration comes upon your life when you favor God is operation. Number three, when the favor of God is in operation in your life, people will remember and honor you. Bible tells us there was a particular man called Jonathan. He was the covenant brother of David. Jonathan died in war. But Jonathan had a son, and his name is the name of his son was Mesipopotet or Mesipopotet or whatever that guy is, Mr. Potet or whatever. Anyway, this guy was living somewhere. Nobody knew him until one day when the favor of the Almighty God found him out. David remembered him and said, From this particular moment onward, based on the covenant that I had with your father. You are going to eat bread on my table till you die. That is what favor does for you. It remembers you. People who are supposed to bless you all of a sudden remembers you. People who are supposed to do things for you for some reason that I have forgotten about you. For one, some, for some reason, the Lord Almighty begins to remind them, remember, uh, remind them, and they remember and they honor you. That's what the favor of God does in your life. The favor of the Almighty God also gives you supernatural conquest and victory. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Almighty God 
God will raise up a standard against them. Bible tells us that they did not get, Israel did not possess the land because there were many. They possessed it and they have victory because of the favor of God in operation in their life. And then finally, the favor of God when it's upon your life, you have what is called miraculous conception and advancements. And what do you mean by miraculous conception? Somebody like Mary, a woman, a virgin who has not known any man. The favor of the Almighty God was upon his life when the angel came. The angel said, Hail Mary, you are full of grace. The Lord is with you. Yes, you are highly favored of the Almighty God. And the concept, supernatural conception takes place. When the favor of God was upon your life, supernatural conception for ideas come into your life. Supernatural conception for the, for solution comes into your life. You will begin to find that anywhere you go, you will become the answer to the other people's prayer. You will become the one who is able to provide the way out from difficult situations for other people. And I can tell you something. One of the easiest ways to make money and get rich is to find out what some people want and provide a solution. Every, every product that is popular, that everybody is buying, is a, is a product that provides a solution. If you are able to provide solution, what happens is the blessing of the Almighty God follows. And the favor of God is what gives you the idea that it breaks the idea in your spirit that you are able to produce. When the favor of God is there, miraculous conception and advancement will attend to such life. These are just some of the few things that attend to the favor of God in your life. But when you see a life that is devoid or empty of the favor of God, what you find is that hardship will be in that life. When the life is without favor, hardship will always be present. That is when people will be driving on a particular bridge and when you come there, that's when there's a black ice. The idea is that when the favor of God is not in the life of an individual, the first thing you see is hardship. The second thing you see is misfortune. The third thing you see is a life of struggle. Can you imagine when you see somebody who has the potential, who has the wisdom, but there's nobody to help him, he will struggle harder. But when there's somebody there to help you carry your load, somebody here who is able to help you on the journey, you will find out that the journey becomes a lot easier. Things become easier. You now appear as if you are the smartest guy in the room because there's somebody there to help you. But when the favor is not there, struggle characterizes such life. Not only that, when the life is without favor, the life that such life will lack what is called flavor. When you see a life that is flat, there is no enjoyment, there is no fun, there's nothing interesting, nothing to give testimony about. That is what happens when there is no favor. Life is just ordinary. Not only that, life is just tasteless. When there is no favor, breakthrough becomes alien in the life of that individual. Many of us who are here today at one point in time, we have enjoyed favor. And you know what that feels like. When you don't qualify for somebody and someone just looks at you and smiles upon you. The question then is, who is the man, who is the woman that can attract the favor of God in their lives? And I want you to listen very carefully. If you are forgetting everything that I've said today, please do not forget this. The first thing, the man who can attract favor in his life, the woman who can attract favor in his life is a man or a woman of integrity. A man or a woman of integrity. Joseph was able to attract favor because Joseph was a man of integrity. The Bible says that Potiphar did not even know what was in his house because Joseph was there to take charge of everything and he did it accordingly. When he went to jail, the same thing. When he became the second in command to the Pharaoh, he was the same thing. Integrity is what attracts favor. When people look at you and say they can trust you, 
When they look at you and say your word, they know your word is your word. They know your word is your bound. They have no problem relating with you. They have no problem emptying their pocket for you. They have no problem doing things for you because they know they can trust you. If you say good morning, I have to go and open the window to check. I know there is a problem. That's such a person you will never do them a favor. So if we are praying for favor, please understand that you cannot enjoy the favor of God without integrity. You cannot. No matter how hard you pray, favor will be far from an individual who has no integrity. That's why your yes must be yes. When you say you are going to do something, do it. If you cannot do it, go back to that person and say, I'm sorry, I cannot do it. But make sure that you are a person of integrity to attract the favor of God. Number two, you have to be a person with the right conduct. A person with the right conduct. There is a way to behave. There is a way not to behave. There is a way to speak. There is a way not to speak. There is a way to carry yourself. There is a way not to carry yourself. There are some behaviors that are acceptable. There are some behaviors that are not acceptable. And once an individual is repelled from you, I tell you, my brothers and sisters, favor will be far from you. The man who will attract favor is not just a person with integrity. It's a person that knows how to carry themselves, how to behave themselves, how to talk, how to act in the midst of people. This is a person who understands protocol. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.